This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spreading like fist. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome to Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 596. Make sure that you check out MarkingOut.com. Listen to us over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you may be subscribing to podcasts. Go buy a t-shirt over at ProWrestlingTees.com slash out. Make sure that you give us a follow over on that thing called Twitter. Give us a follow on Instagram. Give us a like on Facebook and also on all of our personal accounts. But that being said, make sure you also check us out on TikTok. We are very, very trendy over there. Go check us out on TikTok. But it is I, Dave, the Rave, and I am here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you? I'm doing awesome as always-ish still. Ish, yeah, yeah. What's with the voice? Well, still sick. What do you mean? I don't know what's going on. My Z-pack didn't work. What's going on? What's going on with you? What was your week about? Nothing really. I just, I made more rice and... To prove what I said last week, it did not come out as good. And I pretty much did the exact same thing as last week, so I don't know. I'm just, like, not good at making rice. Yeah, could just be you. It sucks. I mean, it's obviously me. What do you mean? I'm the I one mean, making it. Yeah. I'm sorry but I, to hear I, that. I also grilled up some corn and, and steak, so that was good. Now, I'm not saying the rice that I made was bad. It was good rice. It was just mm-hmm. not... It's just not the same from last week. It's a shame. It didn't live up to your expectations. Yeah. You know, but that's a bummer. Yeah, so how was your fourth? It was good. I watched Monday Night Raw. <laughs> Very cool. Same here. Same here for the most part. I, I mean, watched fireworks. I saw some of those. Yeah, they had a lot of fireworks going off all around town. You know, I always love fireworks. What about you? Do you get scared of fireworks? You probably do. Do I get scared of fireworks? Yeah. I'm 33 years old. And? Well, what's there I to mean, be afraid of? Well, the loud noises. Unless somebody's shooting them at me, I don't, uh, I'm not afraid of them. I would prefer for them to, like, not be shot off near my house, given that <laughs> I know, like, even when you go to Disney World, mm-hmm. they wet their roofs and everything. And even still, sometimes there's a fire up there. We don't wet our roofs. We don't treat our roofs for fireworks. So it's like, I okay. if you're going to shoot them off, you could maybe go near a, a base of water or, or a, a park or something that's not heavily populated by houses. Yeah, I think that would be a great idea. You know, you want to be safe and sound. So, uh, yeah. But fireworks are always awesome, you know? But... Yeah. Something I, enjoy, else that... I enjoy watching fireworks, but it's yeah. also, it's like, like I mentioned with Disney World, it's like you kind of, you see it once, you've seen them all. Like, I, I don't need to go to Disney World and see fireworks. 
Uh-huh. I know they exist. I just don't know. I don't need to. That's not a priority on my list when I'm at Disney World. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Well, yeah. Same thing with my weekend. Uh, I mean, July 4th. What else do you do? Grill. Watch fireworks. But we also got to watch the WWE pay-per-view Money in the Bank. What Actually, a, a premium live event. Yeah. Whatever you want to call it. But. You had to pay for it. So yeah, it's well, a pay-per-view. I mean, I mean, some people don't have to pay for it. You got to pay for pe- uh, Peacock. I think Peacock comes with some people's TV subscription things. You get that point. Well, Money in the Bank was awesome. It kick-started with the women's Money in the Bank briefcase uh, match. Liv Morgan picking up the victory over Shotzi, Lacey Evans, Raquel Rodriguez, Asuka, Alexa Bliss, and Becky Lynch. To become the new Money in the Bank briefcase holder. Uh, This match got a lot of criticism online. um, So much that it even chased Shotzi off of Twitter. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I I don't know if the spots... Was it sloppy? It was as sloppy as a Money in the Bank briefcase match usually is to me. You know? And I don't think the spots suffered. No, like everyone was like, all. oh, Raquel Rodriguez, she tried to do a deadlift of Becky Lynch and Liv Morgan, and it just didn't work out. But it's like she lifted them up, and she still slammed them. It still yeah. paid off. I don't know if there was going to be even more payoff to that, but to me, that was no, that I, was something unique. We haven't seen something like that to my memory, and I enjoyed that spot. And there were a bunch of unique ladder spots. I agree with you. So I thought that it was them. really... I thought that it was a lot of fun, the match. Um, I thought that it was very entertaining. Uh, the downer, I mean, the one spot that I was like, I really wish went through with was where um, Raquel Gonzalez cleared off the commentary table and she was battling, brawling with uh, Asuka. And then she was going to go for that powerbomb spot. And it looked like she was going to powerbomb her through the commentary table. But instead, the ladder was set up across from the commentary table to the ring. And Asuka and her ended up laying across the uh, the ladder well, that, for I... Obviously, that spot went... That was supposed to happen because Becky Lynch went and did the spot the, afterwards. The senton. Yeah, that's that's the thing. I mean, leg that's drop, the only brother. spot which... I mean, it was... Huh? It was a leg drop. Uh, she kind of missed a leg drop. It was more of a senton. Uh, that's what Becky Lynch's move is as a leg drop. Hey, if Charlotte Flair could call her move an elbow or whatever it's it is... It's a moonsault. What do you mean an elbow? Then, that's well, what it is. It's an elbow. Yeah, you know. But, but that yeah, that, no, that spot, was... the spot where Liv Morgan did the sunset flip powerbomb was... off the ladder. I got so nervous with that because it looked it wasn't clean. And that, but... that had me go, oh, like actually. exactly. <laughs> it was like one of those spots where like you see her like gradually going over. You're like, oh, where is it gonna go? But then she landed on her feet, and you're like, whew, okay, this is okay. Yeah, and then <laughs> but that but it was an awesome spot. Yeah, and then the end, we saw Becky Lynch push Liv Morgan's ladder over, and she caught herself on the rope, bounced back, knocked Becky Lynch off, and uh, got the briefcase. And, and the then crowd she, she did an interview afterwards and said, I'm going to hold on to it. I'm, I'm just going to enjoy it for now. Yeah. And what's, what's super crazy, I tweeted this out. If you told me, rewind to... What was it, like June 2021 or whenever Ruby Rojo, Ruby Rojo, Ruby Soho, 
showed up in AEW, if you told me that Liv Morgan was going to win a Money in the Bank ladder match briefcase before Ruby Soho won a championship in AEW, I would have said absolutely not. There's no way. Yeah. I and now yeah. Ruby Soho's literally doing. She's just doing stuff with Eddie Kingston at this point. Yeah, I mean, you had so many people love that she went over to AEW. She's making a name for herself. Ruby Soho, she's coming out to the theme song. The, the That song is so great by the Ramones or whoever sings it. The Ramones. Same thing. And it's just incredible. And yet, she's just doing nothing with Eddie Kingston. You know? I mean, so bam, roasted. But I think that Liv Morgan totally deserves this spot um and her her winning that briefcase that was awesome big fan of that yeah after that we saw bobby lashley pick up the victory over theory to become the new united states champion um there were some spots in this i liked with the i liked the the steps and apron dodging that austin theory did and then him jumping Mm -hmm. off lashley caught him fell but still got him back up and, and hit the move that he was going to hit. And I thought that was really cool. Because yeah. things aren't always going to go how, how they're planned. No, not at all. But he was still sometimes, able to get up and do it. Yeah, sometimes you just got to get him and do it. Austin Theory taking a book out of Sami Zayn's... Uh, a page out of Sami Zayn's book, I should say. By leaving the ring a lot during this match. And at one point, he raked Lashley's eyes and hit a spear of his own and uh, then eventually tapped to the hurt lock, which I wasn't expecting. I was not expecting that either. And I, I'm, I, was, I thought that it was an okay match. It wasn't anything too crazy for me. You know, it didn't really do anything for me, but it was okay. Next up, you had Bianca Belair pick up the victory over Carmella to retain the championship. Um, this match pretty much went as expected, but I think the thing that I liked the most was the after the match, Carmella just totally attacked Bianca Belair. Yeah, and I, I say this, I feel like almost every week, maybe every week, I wish we would get matches like this on television every single week. And now I just now I understand why they did that spot too. Which spot to tease the to tease the t- potential cash in? Oh, I mean Car- Carmella beating up Bianca Belair, leaving a champion prone, could have been done to make people think that Liv Morgan was going to cash in, maybe. Yeah, and I thought I, mean, I thought both of them did really well in this match. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. Match of the night, I would think. Totally. Usos picking up the victory over the Street Profits, retaining the Tag Team Championships. Their chemistry is just fantastic. Yeah. Montez, at one point, had the crowd doing a suck at 10 count, which I thought was really funny. (laughs) Then uh, a bunch of spots. I don't think I've ever seen the Usos suplex Dawkins into the ring post. I don't remember ever seeing something like that. I thought that was really cool. I feel like I've seen that before, but I can't recall like where or when. The uh, the pounce into the the belly to back from the profits I thought were, was amazing. Mm-hmm. The dive obviously over the top to, uh, the top ring post from from Montez forward to the outside I thought was great. 
But ultimately, we got a 3D to end the match, and Montez Ford's shoulder was actually off the mat. So that yeah, turned and they into made something. A, they made a ton of reference towards that too. Yeah, you know. So who knows what that's going to lead to? Uh, after that, we had a vignette for at the time. Well, still, it's an unknown superstar, which it looked like a Bray Wyatt video at first. Everybody went nuts. Bray Wyatt trended on Twitter because of this video. Um, but instantly in the video, what I noticed were gold medals. And then you dissect the video and rewatch it. There's a Latino heat license plate, Dudley boy. Glasses. Yeah. You called this out. You yeah, called Hardy this out boy before armband. anybody else. So all, all signs point to edge. Even there's one spot where there's like graffiti on a wall. Very, very similar to the original video packages that we saw in, uh, when edge was coming to WWF in the first time, the first place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just a different color, but I guess all signs point to that's all pieces of edge. Yeah, I I totally agree with you. I think that that's what's going to be taking place. Um, but next up, you had Ronda Rousey pick up the victory over Natalia Natty. Um, this match, it didn't. It sucked to it me. It looked like a training session to me. Yeah, this match was awful. I will say, uh, a spot that I appreciated in this, although it wasn't done to the uh, the camera side, was Ronda Rousey doing a sharpshooter while doing an HBK pose on Bret Hart's birthday. <laughs> That's so babyface of her. Yeah. But, but Natalia locked one in on the apron, which I thought was cool, and Natty reversed that into the ring post. And then... Ultimately, I don't even know what to call what what Ronda Rousey used to to make Natty tap out. It was like a leg choke. Yeah, it was While definitely was standing up. It was definitely interesting whatever she was doing. But her her you know? knee was getting worked on throughout the whole match, Ronda Rousey's knee, and very unexpectedly, out comes Liv Morgan. Yeah. And she cashes in, the referee rings the bell, and immediately gets locked in that ankle lock. And it was like a never-ending ankle lock. That crowd went crazy during this moment. Absolutely crazy. The booze was getting louder and louder and louder. I was so worried. When she got locked in that ankle lock and she got out and then got locked in it again, I'm like, that's it. That's over. It's done. I know. But she got up. She hit that, that... bum knee and pinned her up I know. And, and Liv Morgan became the new SmackDown women's champion. The first non horsewoman to beat Ronda Rousey. Huh? That's pretty interesting. I didn't think about that one. Yeah. That's one hell of an accolade right there. Yeah. You know, and I'm so happy for Liv Morgan. I'm a huge fan. Obviously, Last week, I picked Shotzi Blackheart to win the the Money in the Bank ladder match. I would have really liked for her to have won. But I really am so happy that Liv Morgan won. Yeah. I'm a big Liv Morgan fan. I've been such a fan of her since NXT. So, kudos. Yeah, it's totally awesome to see. I liked Um, uh, on, on the bump, somebody asked Liv Morgan... What's the difference between her being champion and Charlotte or Ronda Rousey? Something like that. And she goes, well, the fans want me to be champion. Yeah. I, <laughs> I thought, thought that, that was, was really a, that was a great response. Yeah. 
You know, people want her as champ. And it's been so, years. It's been such a build. And I feel like the stuff that they did with her and Becky Lynch kind of like lit a spark. Like a, a new spark within people to like, we really want Liv Morgan. And then it just kept gradually building more and more on the internet. We want Liv Morgan. Yeah. And she would get used here and there more and more. And then finally now champion. And I hope she stays champion for a long time. I totally agree with you. After that match, we saw Adam Pierce come out and everyone's like, Oh God damn it. What's going to happen? <laughs> and he's like, no, 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 no. I just want to, you know, say the, the main event and, uh, congratulate everybody for, for a great premium live event so far. And then he added Austin Theory to the match. And as soon as Austin Theory lost the United States Championship, everyone's like, oh, he's going to win the Money in the Bank. And then he got added to the Money in the Bank ladder match, and everyone's like, oh, he's definitely winning the Money in the Bank. So it seems like Mr. McMahon had something to do with it, but Austin Theory went on, picked up the victory over Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, Sami Zayn, Riddle, Omos, and uh, Madcap, and won the Money in the Bank Briefcase, the youngest money in the bank, money in the bank briefcase holder, youngest United States champion. Yeah, I mean, so, it pays to be Vince McMahon's lackey and stuff like that, you know. And I, I'm a fan of this storyline with him, and I think it's good. Yeah, a lot of people are like, "This sucks. It's the end of the world." But I, I'm a fan of Theory, and when we saw him in Evolve, I'm like, "This kid has it." Yeah, I mean, he really does have what it takes. He's very talented. Um, and his ego, you know, his ego along, ma- alone makes fans want to hate him. and want to. He's kind of similar to, like, that hate that the Miz gets. People want to see Austin Theory get beat up right now. Right. Um, and, yeah, I thought that this was totally awesome. No, it's crazy because no, no spots... Seth, Seth was my pick up until Theory was introduced. I was still, I mean, oh, a spot that stood out to me where they powerbombed power uh, Omos. Yes, that was fantastic. Right? That was really, really cool. Before they, that, even, they all buried him on ladders. I thought that was cool. Yeah, try and that kind of works because, let's face it, Omos is probably the most difficult to work with in a match like this. I'm Dude. disappointed that we didn't see a reinforced ladder for him. I like when he gets stuff that, like, like Big Show had one of those reinforced ladders that were, like, gigantic. I thought we'd get one for almost here, but that didn't happen. And that table spot where they all put him through the commentary table I thought was really cool. Yeah, I thought that that spot was, was just a lot of fun. I also liked, uh, at one point, Drew McIntyre and Sheamus were arguing over who got to hit Austin Theory. Yeah. And they both ended up hitting Austin Theory. I thought that was cool. That um, sounded just painful. Yeah. That entire, I mean, you kind of felt bad for him with everything, you know? Yeah. But uh, Riddle did a bunch of Randy Orton stuff. He hit the Hangman DDT to Sheamus off the ladder, climbed up the ladder, hit a, a floating bro off of it onto everybody. We saw Butch run down and get involved. Yeah, that was a surprise. To stop Drew McIntyre. Um. Riddle hit Randy or uh, Seth Rollins with an RKO off the ladder. And then Theory climbed up and knocked Riddle off and, and won. 
Yeah, there was a moment where I thought that maybe Sami Zayn was going to win. Yeah, there was a moment. There was a moment I thought Sami was oh, going to win. Sami Zayn, when he was hiding during the, the beginning part of the match, like around the ring post, I thought it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in pro wrestling. Yeah, I, thought that was I really totally good. I agree with you. But overall, I really enjoyed Money in the Bank. Yeah, I thought that it was very entertaining. Very. Yeah, but uh, that was Money in the Bank. Moving over to Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw! <laughs> oh, God, why'd I do that? Nitro? <laughs> yeah, that guy. Lashley opened it up and uh, basically said that there's nobody in any promotion that could beat him for the title. And then Austin Theory came out, put himself over, and at SummerSlam, he gets another shot at the U.S. Championship. And then Austin attacked Bobby Lashley with the briefcase, but Lashley had a comeback, and that was the end of that segment. So at SummerSlam, we will see Bobby Lashley versus Theory for the U.S. Championship. Do you see Theory winning it back? I don't see him winning it back. Like, I certainly don't see him cashing in at SummerSlam on either Brock or Roman Reigns. Imagine. I could imagine. imagine It'd be pretty nuts. Imagine he does that as a way to prove to Vince McMahon. You know, like, he's always trying to prove to Vince McMahon right now. So imagine that his way to prove is to cash in on, like, someone like Brock Lesnar. And then, in doing so, he actually pisses off Vince McMahon because that's his moneymaker. I don't see that happening, but... Me neither, but it would be interesting. (laughs) After that, we saw the Mysterios pick up the victory over the Judgment Day. We saw Judgment Day attack Rey Mysterio and Dominic from behind before the match. Finn Balor now has long tights. That's unexpected. Yeah, and new attire. Yeah, but uh, a majority of this was, like, it was two commercial breaks, but a majority of it was during the commercial. It was very weird. And yeah. Damian Priest tossed a chair into the ring, which Dominic tried to wrestle away, and then Ray ends up dropping to the mat, and the referee saw that, called for a disqualification. And I wasn't expecting a hometown victory for them, but they got to use an Eddie Guerrero tactic to pick up that win, so I thought that was cool. Yeah, the crowd popped for that, and the fact that that still gets over is just awesome. And they had uh, they had some Padres gear. Yeah. I think the Padres have some of the worst gear I was thinking the same thing. I hate that logo. <laughs> Not even the logo. It's I just mean, every... brown. I hate, like, it's such a bad Everything... color on. Like, you're playing Wait, on was brown. it the Padres I was thinking of? Now I have to pull it up. Why? What logo? Oh, yeah, exactly. What logo? No, not the Padres. I was thinking of another baseball team. I forgot who. Not the Pat. The Padres don't even the have isotopes. a... The, the Padres logo is the SD. <laughs> so it's not the... It's not them. <laughs> But uh, the Judgment Day ended up attacking the Mysterios backstage later on as well, so. Yeah, so this is going to be continuing. We saw The Miz come out and say that he's proud of what Logan Paul did, and he wants to uh, Logan to retract his statement and accept his offer to tag with him at SummerSlam. And that leads into his match against AJ Styles, where AJ picked up the victory, and much like that other match, a majority of this took place during a commercial break. AJ Styles Lame. gets a victory with a phenomenal forearm, and Champa jumped AJ Styles afterwards. 
AJ almost came back, but Miz ends up hitting him with the skull-crushing finale, and then him and Champa shook hands, so they're officially a team, I guess. Yeah, and I guess, I mean, uh, whatever it is, SummerSlam, is it going to be Champa versus AJ? It seems like, uh, well, mm, I was going to assume Miz and Champa versus Logan Paul and AJ Styles. Imagine the match again. Oh. Like, imagine being Logan Paul. And you're about to wrestle AJ Styles. That would be interesting. That's dope. Like, I think that's what could potentially happen, especially that Champa and Miz shook hands. Yeah. After that, Liv Morgan came out. And uh, the main thing that she said here was, we did it. And we deserve it. And it reminds me of when when uh, Matt won the U.S. championship, Zack Ryder. And we mm-hmm. were all at Patty Power celebrating. That's what he was saying. We did it. And, and I thought that, that was really cool because without the fans, like, where would you be? Yeah. And that's that was such a cool moment of itself. But, yeah, we did it, you know? And uh, kind of like how when your sports team wins, no. we did it. Right, no, Brandon? Hell no. Right? It's very similar. Mm-mm. A very similar of a moment where Not Matt says we did it. Lef Not Morgan at says all. We, did it, we and, didn't uh, win. When, when your baseball no, team wins no, no. or something, we did it. Now, one's know? a sentimental thing. One, people team. actually think they're on the field playing shortstop. I mean, we did it, though. No, hell no. <laughs> Not at all. I mean. Not at all. Just but say it. Just Natalia say it. interrupted this and said that it's because of her that Liv Morgan was able to pick up the victory there. Carmella interrupted, told them both to go back to SmackDown, and then Liv said that if she wants her out of the ring, make her get out. And Carmella... Seemingly made a pact with Natalia and they took her down and then Bianca Belair made the save and Adam Pierce is like, it is official. Sets up a tag match where Liv Morgan and Bianca Belair pick up the victory over Natalia and Carmella. Another match with a lot of commercial breaks. Yeah, all of these commercial breaks were really getting annoying. I was like, because of how many commercial breaks were taking place and the matches were like, commercial breaks i think this match even started during a commercial break yeah i was expecting some like huge thing to happen at the end of the night but i wouldn't say it was a huge thing but um this match i I thought was good yeah i think the the only spot i didn't like in this was when bianca belair used her ponytail to get Liv morgan over to the ropes because she did it right in front of the referee and that's uh, well i mean I don't know if that's illegal. Uh, of course it is. She's an illegal person putting her putting herself into the ring. I don't know. That's 100% illegal. That's not a, a legal spot in a wrestling match. Did the crowd go pop for it? I don't even know if they did. Well, then it wasn't worth it. But, but... Liv Morgan hit the oblivion <laughs> on Natalia to pick up the victory there. So Yeah. Next up, you had Seth Rollins pick up the victory over Ezekiel. I uh, hit him with that curb stomp. Ezekiel got ketchup on Seth Rollins at the Street Profits party. And that's how it we'll all starts. Which we'll talk about later. Yeah, but that's how it all started. But I thought the uh, the knee that Seth Rollins hit midair was really nice. Yeah, that was or really... Not, the, not Seth Rollins, the, that Ezekiel Ezekiel. Hit. Yeah. yeah, Ezekiel's uh, flying knee always is very impressive. Yeah, and Ezekiel had Seth Rollins in a backslide pin. And Rollins escaped that, hit that stomp, and picked up the victory. And I, I thought for sure Ezekiel was going to win there. Yeah. But Rollins went for another stomp, and Riddle, out of nowhere, hit the RKO. 
Yeah, and that was uh, all she wrote with that one. But throughout the night, though, we had a Fourth of July party hosted by the Street Profits. And at one point, we saw Alpha Academy interrupt, and it turned into a hot dog eating contest. Uh, Before that, there was a twenty four seven championship chase. How Um, many do you think that you could eat? Maybe four? No way. That's it? I don't think I'm... I don't know. I don't know if I'd even want to try to go past three. How much time are we giving? I don't I don't know. Did you see the hot dog eating contest, by the way? Dude, yeah. The choke out. That dude came on the stage, did something in a Darth Vader mask, and cho- was it Joey Chestnut choked him out or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, Joey Chestnut on his way to victory. While and- he won. He was doing it while eating hot dogs. And let's also add, while he's on crutches, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, he didn't have crutches at the time, but the dude's injured and he choked him out. Well, I don't think he choked him. Like no. he, he threw him in a chokehold. He did that you know? the work breaking of a neck gimmick. Yeah, exactly. exactly. But uh, in the, the party segment, we saw almost throw Reggie out like Uncle Phil throwing jazz out of the house. I thought that was funny. <laughs> How much do you how much do you think you could eat? Oh. Um hit me with the time limit. I don't I don't know what it is. I mean they they had like I don't know, thirty minutes or so. I don't that seems like a No time. That's way too many hot dogs. Yeah, they have like <laughs> ten what, like ten minutes maybe. I don't know. Right? I think that I could do let's see. Hit me with the time. I mean, if it's 10 minutes. 10 minutes? Yeah, I'm this is with... this is a 10-minute span. All right, I'm going seven. Seven and 10 minutes? No, I could probably do more than if, that. If I'm, I don't know. I feel like I could probably put away, like I don't know how much Joe, how does just Chestnut eat? What did he get? He, he had a ton. Because, like, I'm not coming close to what he had. I'm going to go with. He I don't had, know. This says he had 63. Yeah, we're definitely not hitting 63. The other guy has 40. There's not even there's no way I'm coming close to 40. No. All right, I'm going to go with 15. In 10 minutes? Yeah. Why? Maybe it's maybe it's more. I'm, I mean, figure I, I don't know. With water. With water. I can't see myself trying to eat fast though, like that. Me neither. I mean, you know me in eating. I don't Should even. Should we try it for TikTok? <laughs> we could. I don't Next think year, that me. The Fourth of July is over. I don't think that me and eating fast really goes together. Oh, one hundred percent not. I've <laughs> I've shared a like a three three hour meal with you once, and I've been done an hour in hour uh, one. Yeah. There's been times where when we were kids, I would stay over at Brandon's place and we would start dinner. And then in the next morning, they would all wake up and I was just finishing my dinner. That's how long it takes. me. I remember a time specifically when we went to Jekyll and Hyde's. (laughs) And you took forever to eat. (laughs) I don't I kind of remember Jekyll and Hyde's a little bit. I remember I think we it was like WWE I think it was New my York. family and just you at that moment. But you like you ate. We must have been done like thirty minutes or so. You took like the full two hours. In my defense, there's a lot to see at Jekyll and Hyde. 
Yeah, your plate. That's what you were looking at over and over again. <laughs> With the hot dog it? eating contest, Akira Tozawa ends up picking up the victory. How many did he? Did they say he ate? Do you remember? Forty uh, something, I think. But the the main focus of that was that Otis was stuffed. And when he's doing the hot dog contest, I'm like, he's definitely about to throw up during his match. A hundred percent. There's no way he's not. And then Lashley and the Street Profits pick up the victory over Austin Theory and Alpha Academy, and he did not throw up during his match. He did it afterwards. So that did take place. But in the match, I liked Lashley and Montez Ford doing, like, the stereo-stalling suplexes. Yeah. Dawkins pouncing uh, Austin Theory, literally sliding across the commentary table, I thought was pretty cool. That spot caught me off guard completely. I mean, right away, I texted you right away. I thought that that spot was incredible. Yeah. Um, and yeah, then this... Otis, Otis was basically getting moves done to him that affected his stomach throughout the whole match. So Yeah. I mean, that plays into a factor a little bit later. Well, yeah, he puked. Yeah, he, uh, he's got a puke. He's, he puked. I don't know how anyone didn't see that spot coming. As soon as they had a hot dog eating contest, there's no way. They did it with Titus O'Neil. Yeah, no, he... It was like a turkey eating contest or something. Yeah, and he puked all over. I think Titus might have puked into uh, JBL's hat. If I'm not mistaken. I don't remember. Uh, But after that match, we saw Uncle Sam's 4th of July celebration where R-Truth came out as Uncle Sam... And he was talking about Independence Day, the movie. And surprisingly got cut off by Ludwig and the Intercontinental Champion, Gunter, who pretty much picked up the victory. Uh, I don't think R-Truth got any offense in there at all. Uh, no. I didn't I get do not this. No. How did he get this match at all? I, yeah. Why is he, what is he doing on Raw? It was just to really get him over. It didn't make sense at all to me. I don't know. I think that maybe because it was the 4th of July, like really build heat about him. Even more so. Yeah, the storyline of 4th of July was Germany versus the United States, famously. (laughs) (laughs) That's so stupid. Yeah. It had nothing to do with 4th of July. Not at all. But, But, uh... Main event, or before the main event, we saw Alexa Bliss interviewed backstage, and she said she's happy for Liv Morgan, but she really doesn't have friends there. She, like, reiterated that. And she also wants a title shot. Asuka interrupted it and said that she's going to beat Becky Lynch, and then she's going to become the next champion. That, however, did not happen. The main event, Becky Lynch picked up the victory over Asuka in a no-holds-barred match. Um, Before Asuka came out, Becky set up a bunch of weapons outside to, to use during the match. Asuka came out with a garbage can looking like Duke the Dumpster. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, for me, I know yep. you had a big problem with the whole match. I thought it was a really good match. The only problem I had were the chair shots being like really light and like I, not d- I don't looking know. like chair shots. This, this match, I get it. It was fun and all, but... It didn't really do all that much for me. I thought that there was very... I don't know. I wasn't really that much entertained by it. There was that one spot where I wish that they just gave up on where Becky was trying to fit the chair in the turnbuckle. 
like between the ropes, and it just wasn't going. And then it, Oscar uh, had to stall, and it just looked awkward, just for a stupid spot. Um, and there was just a few spot uh, parts where I was just like, I totally was not into this match. Even the the finish of it was very predictable. Um, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I liked uh, certain aspects. Asuka introduced the umbrella, and Becky was able to use that to block some of the mist using it. I liked that spot. Yeah, that was that kind was of good. like a Kabuki Warrior throwback. Okay. Uh, but Becky Lynch put Asuka through the table with the manhandle slam. And I, I was expecting Asuka to win, and I think she should have. Becky Lynch has been spiraling. Yeah, with all her I losses, agree. why would they not continue it? It doesn't make sense. It would have made more sense for her to. to they win. don't want to have a face versus face champion or something. I don't know. Yeah, that doesn't make to me. It, you have the story right there. Becky gets so pissed off she snaps. Maybe she turns into the Joker. Joker Sting. Uh, but that's that's gone know. now. I mean, not that I would have mm-hmm. wanted to see that at all, but yeah, <laughs> but it was cool to see them like uh, check on each other after the match. You know. Yeah, that that went viral. People don't realize. Well, I that mean, people do that. They, it, went they, they went viral kind of for a like few, the, a few months ago too. I forget who was in the match, but it like went viral for like two different reasons. You know, right, it went yeah. viral for how she grabbed her. Yeah, but that's what they do. And then, but then it also went viral for them checking on each other. Yeah. Do they? Well, of course, all the time. No, I, I think mean, it's spoke just about it. it was like a few months ago. I forget who it was. It was uh, a little finger poke somewhere. I, I think, like, I mean, in this one, Asuka just, like, grabbed her breast. But usually... The I, man I don't... put a finger in the butt. What? Yeah. Or they touch well, the inner on thigh. A hundred percent. They do that. That's weird. I don't know what... I don't know. I, I feel started, like... But... I, I don't feel like it's... I feel like it's just, like, grab, like, just kind of pinch them or grab them wherever your hand is without given away too much even though this totally gave it away you know it, but it was cool to see them check on each other but let's head into wwe nxt great american bash yeah it kicks off with a uh a barbecue hosted by brooks Je- uh bricks bricks briggs jensen <laughs> and uh fallon henley and then Man. it didn't really play a factor into the the show at all yeah, and <laughs> this match didn't really even do anything for me. The match? Well, I mean, not the match. Sorry, the barbecue. I kind of wanted it. I would have rather it opened with a match. Well, it went right into a match. We saw Roxanne Perez and Cora Jade pick up the victory over Toxic Attraction to become the new NXT Women's Tag Team Champions. Did not expect that to happen. Um... I kind of would have expected it. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like Cora, Jade, and Perez, it's just been... I don't know. I guess Toxic Attraction has been champions for a long time already. Yeah. I like the the Russian leg sweep and dropkick attempt, I guess I would say, because Cora, Jade, I don't think hit all the... She didn't hit the dropkick, really, but I thought it was nice. Mandy Rose got kicked out from ringside. Yeah. The ending, I thought, was kind of sloppy, but I think it's still really cool that... Roxanne Perez and, and Cora Jade are champions. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And then Perez announced later on that she's cashing in her opportunity next week to dethrone Mandy Rose. And I kind of feel like I hope this doesn't lead to Cora Jade turning on Roxanne Perez. 
where it's like, I should be champion right now, not you. I can't see it going that way. Because, like, they're best friends. They could kind of set up a whole Shawn Michaels Triple H thing, even though the history's not there on TV. Yeah. I don't think so. Part of me is like, oh, no, I really hope they don't do this. Because what's she going to walk around as both champions? I I don't know. I mean, I don't think she's going to win at all. I don't know. You know, I don't think so. After that, we saw the D'Angelo's backstage and Tony basically just introduced to us that Santos is injured because he laughed at Tony last week. He said the pictures, showed pictures off of him in the hospital with a, I guess in a sling or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he threatened Joaquin Wilde and uh, Cruz del Toro. Yeah, D'Angelo I'm really becoming a, a big fan of. Yeah. You know, but next up you had Trick Williams pick up the victory over Wes Lee. Um, this match was actually really entertaining back and forth. Yeah. Also, Trick Williams coming out with the Muhammad Ali gear I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, totally. Um, but at one point, Trick wet his hands and threw whatever it was to commentary, and Vic questioned it whether or not it was rubbing alcohol. And he rubbed his fists all over Wesley's. Face and I thought that was a brilliant spot. The timeline was like, "This is garbage." I, I thought it was really like a unique, good spot. Yeah, like he blinded him without even like having the referee realize it. How yeah. is that not a good spot? It's a very smart spot. I know. Backstage, Tiffany Stratton was getting her makeup done and Wendy Chu snuck in, threw powder in her face and then the two end up brawling during the commercial break and Tiffany Stratton ends up going up to uh, pick up the victory over Wendy Chu. I was surprised that Wendy Chu lost this. I was too. I wanted more from this. I think I would have liked to have seen the backstage stuff like not be in picture in picture. Yeah. They had one point where they sh- where they had Wendy Chu sitting in a throne, which I popped for. Because if you uh, know anything, her former character yep, sat in yep. the throne. So, but I think yep. they they worked really well together here. Yeah, I agree with you. But next up, you had Apollo Cruz. Um, yeah, he's still. Uh, I don't know. He came out. He said that his kids knew his previous gimmick just wasn't him. And now they watch every week, which makes no sense because he's not even on. But he was talking about who he could face, and Giovanni Vinci interrupted, which led to a match set up for next week. And that match could be really, really good. I agree. I think that it could definitely be good. Next match, we saw Carmelo Hayes pick up the victory over Grayson Waller to retain the North American Championship. Again, I thought dope gear for uh, Carmelo Hayes, the red, white, and blue stuff, the tribute to Allen Iverson. Um, Special entrance for Allen Iverson, too, I guess. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most people are like Michael Jordan and, and stuff, but he's a Philly guy AI. Yeah, I remember. You remember when AI was uh was hot? No, really? I, I was never a fan, dude. It, it must have been like two thousand one, two thousand two or something. Everybody was about AI. 
That was the, I forget what video game it was. I tweeted out also, that's, I would always pick the 76ers because Allen Iverson was just so good. I used to just do, um, what are they, uh, layups? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> layups and slam dunks all the time. Yeah, that's that's what they're called. But um, we saw Trick Williams stop Grayson Waller from hitting his finisher here. And Wesley came out of nowhere, attacked him. But when Waller got into the ring to hit his finish, Carmelo Hayes countered it, and it led to the end of the match. And I thought, again, this was a really good match. Yeah. I don't know. This It, it, it was good. The thing that I looked forward to was a little bit later on, though. Well, after that, they aired a quick ad that said, Scan here. And I'm like, eh, it's probably some WWE shop gimmick. But because I have a smartphone now, I'm like, I'll scan here. And when you scanned it and went to the page, it said 8, 10, 11 in like time format. Later on, they aired a math promo for a kid who's now going as Axiom. I don't think the two are related. I thought that that promo was pretty cool. Well, hype video. With Axiom, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. It just, I mean, it sucks that... I, I I get the name change, I guess, but I feel like everybody in these DLC packs are <laughs> coming out. Their names getting changed. But what yeah. do you think? Eight, ten, eleven? I can't even like begin to think. Like I went back in time. There was an NXT episode. I think it's gonna be Chris Hero. I I don't even like. I can't even fathom a guess. Eight. 10, 11. People are like, maybe it's 8 days, 10 hours, 11 seconds. It's like, that doesn't bring us to NXT, though. Could it just be August 10? 2011? I don't think so, either. I mean... Huh. Yeah. Maybe... Yeah, I got nothing. I don't know, either. I got nothing. Earlier in the night, though, we saw Ivy Nile being interviewed, and she was talking about Diamond Mine being good. And there was arguing that she ends up breaking up backstage, and Tatum Paxley was arguing with Caden Carter. And Ivy basically just told um, Tatum Paxley to be at the dojo. So they're going to train hard with the dojo. The Creeds, though, picking up the victory over Roderick Strong and Damon Kemp to retain the tag team championships. I thought it was funny when, I don't know if it was Vic Joseph, who obviously was either Vic or Wade that said it, but so one of them asked, who do you think will win? And the other was like, I think Diamond Mine will walk out as champions. And I thought that was funny because, well, they're both Diamond Mine. Yeah. But this was a good match. I agree with you. I think that this was a really good match. Um, the entire aspect with Roderick Strong. Being pretty I mean, cheap throughout it. Yeah. Strong is really not... He's. I feel like he's supposed to be the leader of this group, and he's totally not the leader at all. He even tossed Damon Kemp back in, only for Kemp to get tossed back out. Yeah. It's... I mean, do we see the writing on the wall? Well, maybe he's going to yell at Ivy Nile for recruiting Tatum Paxley. Could be. I mean, overall, do you see Roderick Strong on his way out? I mean, I don't know. Of NXT period? I don't know. 
I mean, everyone's like that, he's going to AEW, but yeah, it's been that rumor that he was going to be headed out at some. Now point. he shows up in AEW. Every his whole group's injured. <laughs> so I mean, I guess I talking. So. I mean, it looks like Naomi and uh, I mean Naomi and uh, Sasha Banks are out too. I don't know what that is either. So yeah, they they were. Removed from all the no, that's websites, rumors. Right? Nobody, we don't, we can't speculate on stuff. Well, like no, that. but they were removed from the websites, right? No, not removed from websites. I thought they were removed from WWE. No. Nope. Com. Nope. What website was they were they removed from? No website. WWE right. shop. Their stuff was pulled as soon as the stuff happened. But I thought the, they were the news from report was internal listings. Oh, internal listings. Gotcha. Gotcha. Main event, though, saw Braun Breaker pick up the victory over Cameron Grimes to retain the NXT ta- NXT Championship. Close. Good Braun call. Breaker with a uh, very similar singlet to Scott Steiner's Survivor Series 93 gear, which popped me. Mm-hmm. But I think both of them did, did pretty good in this match. Yeah, it was a nice main event. Grimes and... worked on Breaker's bad arm the whole match. He hit that cave in, and then when Braun kicked out, he went for a middle rope one, and Braun countered it with the uh, spear midair. Yeah, I guess kind of predictable that Breaker yeah. was going to win. But I mean, I I think that we had moments of thinking that. Did you say um, Bray? No, I don't think so. I thought you said Bray was going to win. Maybe, but yeah. No. Afterwards, though, JD McDonough attacked Braun Breaker and put him through a table. So. I guess that's the next feud for the championship. I was hoping that we'd get like bigger names to face Breaker. Uh huh. Like, and it's not a knock to Cameron Grimes, Grayson Waller, Duke Hudson, Joe Gacy, or even now JD McDonough, Jordan Devlin. And I know we had Dolph Ziggler, but I just wanted like bigger names that could elevate NXT. The talent a bit more. Like, now that Seth Rollins didn't win the Money in the Bank, I I would love to see him go back to NXT and work with Braun. Yeah, but that, that's not going to happen. No, that's not going to happen at all. We're going to see JD McDonough versus Braun Breaker. JD McDonough, fantastic talent. I didn't like the what like the move that he put him through the table with though. Why that looked like Braun Breaker like jumped up into his arms. Oh. Uh for that move. You know, it, it, it was weak for me. Well, but moving away from the great American bash to NXT UK, it opened up with tiger Turan picking up the victory over Kenny Williams. Um, Turan, it was a, a good match. Turan ends up, ends the match with like a quick victory out of nowhere. And Williams attacked Turan afterwards, unmasked him. To reveal another mask, and I think it was Andy Shepard on commentary popped me big time because they zoom in on Tiger Turan's face with the mask on, and Shepard goes, oh my, it's a member of Doom. And I thought that was so funny because, and it sucks, it really hurts to laugh right now, mm-hmm. and I really laughed at that 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 commentary line because it was a similar mask to uh, what Ron Simmons and, and Butch Reed wore. But Williams took off another mask, and there was another mask under that one, and then that was the end of that segment. He was held back, and he was so convinced that it's Amir Jordan. I think last week was the first time we heard him say that. Me and everyone else was, like, saying that for for weeks now. 
So we'll see what happens with that. Afterwards, uh, next match, we saw Josh Morrell pick up the victory over Primate, which was definitely unexpected. Morrell won with a code red. I think they said that was his first victory in NXT UK. So that's why I was definitely not expecting that victory there. Um, Ilya Dragunov, they aired a promo video package with him, and he challenged Wolfgang to a match. So I assume they're going to be putting... uh, I assume Ilya's going to be putting the title on the line against Wolfgang there. I'd like to see... I think I said this last week. I'd like to see the NXT UK group in involved with that uh the clash of the castle pay-per-view or ple coming up in september i think it is so whether or not they have wolfgang versus dragon off there i don't know if they will but i think it'd be pretty cool to have some sort of incorporation there as they should yeah we saw trent seven pick up the victory over tate mayfair's which was completely one-sided i think mayfair's got like five punches and a crossbody on trent but Trent continued the attack afterwards, and Sam Gradwell made the save. So Trent is this uh, this low down, disgusting character right now. So awful. Yeah. And then the main event saw Mako Satamora and Saray pick up the victory over Zaya Brookside and Eliza Alexander. Honestly, the one thing I didn't like about this was Saray not having her normal backstage entrance. She had the stage part, but like. To me, the stage part doesn't make sense without the the backstage portion. She was already transformed prior to the match. Mm-hmm. But as far as the match goes, I liked it. Mako and Saray, I think, worked really well together as a team. I have no idea how people survive that dropkick that Saray does. It's like, nasty. Like, she just about took Zaya Brookside's head off with it. I thought that was just absolutely incredible. Brutal-looking. Uh, pretty good match, and uh, that was it for NXT UK. Moving over to SmackDown. Pat McAfee missed SmackDown because of what uh, Happy Corbin did at Money in the Bank, but Corey Graves did commentary, and later on in the night, Corbin also sat on commentary and made fun of Pat McAfee. Even did what he did for Nakamura's match, but I'll talk about that in a moment. The Bloodline opened up SmackDown, Austin Theory comes out, they cut to commercial, so like the first 10 minutes or so of of SmackDown was a commercial of sorts, so we had the Money in the Bank review and then literally a commercial, entrance commercial, and when they came back, Austin Theory was gone, but Paul Heyman was worried about Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar and SummerSlam, and he spoke about how Brock Lesnar at whatever young age he was, I think it was 23, went up against The Rock at SummerSlam in 2002, Nassau Coliseum. Dave and I were there. And Brock won. He spoke about how Brock Lesnar ended Undertaker's streak at WrestleMania. And he said Roman Reigns needs to step up his game. He needs to bring out that inner savage. Austin Theory came back out just to sprint around the ring. He, he uh, was interviewed later on. And um, I believe he just said that people people hate him or whatever. <laughs> Something like that. First match of the evening saw the Viking Raiders pick up the victory over Jinder Mahal and Shanky. This match saw Shanky start the match, but he started dancing, so Jinder tagged himself in. And then he got off the apron and danced outside, which distracted Jinder Mahal and led to the end of the match. And 
the Viking Raiders jumped them afterwards. New Day came out, cut a promo on the Viking Raiders, and then brawled with them. And they did not come out on top. The Viking Raiders did. So I know we've been saying this for years. Hopefully something finally happens with the Viking Raiders. Hopefully this is it for them, where they're like finally going to be that destructive tag team that we know they can be. So maybe we we could see them potentially be the champions in the future. With the Usos right now, not not quite sure. After that, Ludwig and Gunther came out and they spoke about open challenges and Gunther said whoever accepts open challenges or whoever makes open challenges are foolish. And then Nakamura came out and told Gunther to hold on to the title for now and laid out a challenge to Ludwig. So it seems like we could see Nakamura versus Gunther at SummerSlam, which would be really cool. I know that match would be dope in NXT. It would be dope in New Japan or something. So hopefully at SummerSlam we get that match and it's like super awesome. But Nakamura went on to defeat Ludwig. It was a good match. I wish it would have been longer perhaps, but the outcome seemed obvious. Afterwards though, Gunter made Ludwig get up and chopped the ever-loving heck out of his chest three times I believe it was. I guess, punish him for losing. After that, Liv Morgan was interviewed by Michael Cole. And Michael Cole said that Ronda Rousey wants a rematch and it could potentially happen at SummerSlam. And Liv was like, bring it. And I don't want to see that unless Liv Morgan walks out as champion. But Natalia interrupted this segment and reiterated what she said on Monday Night Raw. She's the reason why Liv Morgan is champion. And then Ronda Rousey came out selling her knee injury and she spoke about how she's not dressed for competition but she could still kick Natty's ass. Natty cheap shots her. Liv Morgan throws Natalia out of the ring. They cut to commercial. Match gets set up. Ronda Rousey picks up the victory over Natalia. Very confusing. I don't know why this match took place. Like why would somebody injured wrestle? It didn't make sense to me. But I thought it was... If I was in the, the, the live crowd, I think that would be something cool to see. But Natty had her leg injured in this match and uh, ultimately lost. So overall, I thought it was very weird. After that, we saw the Maximum Male Models where they showed off a tennis collection, which, I mean, I got to say it's beyond pointless. I don't know what the end game of this is. I can't envision anything right now. But uh, as long as they're being used on television, I guess it's good. I mean, well, not good, but they're being used at least. I don't know. After that, Aaliyah and Lacey Evans were going to be taking on Shayna Baszler and Shotzi, but that match didn't happen. Aaliyah came out, and then Lacey Evans came out, didn't like the cheers that she got, so she went back, came back out, went back, came back out, and then... uh, She grabbed the mic and said that she was disgusted in the fans. She berated them and then hit Aaliyah with a woman's right. And then she ended up leaving. So I guess she's uh, officially a heel now. Um, I was looking forward to seeing Shotzi Blackheart wrestle, Shayna Baszler wrestle, Aaliyah wrestle. But uh, I'm pretty sure Shayna Baszler wasn't even there. I was watching me stream and she said that uh, she had to cook Shayna dinner so after that the Usos picked up the victory over Los Lotharios 
almost uh, nothing happened in this match. Los Lotharios barely got the upper hand at one point, but the Usos took over and the match was over in maybe under two minutes. And then Kayla interviewed them afterwards about their match at Money in the Bank, and they blamed the referee for the outcome. They said they, they didn't cheat. It was the referee, if anything. So Kayla said that there's rumors of a special guest referee for their match at SummerSlam. Maybe the special guest referee is Sami Zayn. I don't know. That's who I immediately think of for a special guest referee. Unless it's going to be somebody like a huge babyface pop of a, of a ref or something. But we'll see. Main event saw Drew McIntyre, or was supposed to be Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus for a number one contender match at Clash of the, the Castle. That match didn't happen. Sheamus faked a cough and brought off COVID protocol and said he can't compete until he gets tested. <laughs> I don't know why they would do that. But Butch instead would wrestle Drew McIntyre. Obviously, McIntyre was picking up that victory. Ridge got involved, got knocked off the apron. I think Butch was able to get one move off of that distraction. But McIntyre was quickly able to hit the Claymore, pick up the victory there. Ridge attacked McIntyre afterwards. He got hit with the Future Shock DDT. And then Sheamus got up on the apron and Drew McIntyre threatened him with the sword and then swiped at him with the sword as Sheamus dropped off the apron and he cut the top rope again and fire shot out. I don't <laughs> I don't know how that happened. And McIntyre, he he broke his sword. The the ropes bent his sword. So maybe we're going to see McIntyre versus Sheamus at SummerSlam to see who uh, the number one contender is off of that. But I was looking forward to seeing Sheamus versus McIntyre. I thought it was a pretty goofy ending to SmackDown, but especially with that sword, man, it broke. But that was SmackDown. I'm going to take a quick break right now, and I'll be right back here on Marking Out. This is Shotzi Blackheart, and you're listening to Marking Out. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Marking Out, episode 596. Chris is not here this week, but I will be discussing Rampage and AEW from this week, last week. Rampage kicks off with uh, Brody King picking up the victory in that Royal Ramble, uh, Royal Ramble, <laughs> Royal Rampage match, which I think is is quite goofy on paper. It's two side-by-side battle royals with uh, the Royal Rumble modification rules to it and the the final two competitors, the final competitors in each ring will go on to face each other. Ring A or Ring B or whatever, Ring Red and Blue they had. And I I wish they didn't do this because they picked who would face John Moxley to go on to face Tanahashi in a pretty similar way. It was just one ring then. But I think the best spot from this match was when Adam Page and John Silver teased throwing each other out. I thought that was nice. I did not like that this was Rusha's first match in AEW because I feel like he should have come out with a victory during his first match. Him and Andrade, I think, really need to be showcased and really need to be given wins here. Um, So I didn't like that. But of everybody in the match, I think Brody King was a very unexpected person to win this. So 
I was I was pleased with that. Uh, like to me, the only likely winners of this were Adam Page, Orange Cassidy, and Darby Allen. Brody took both Adam Page and Darby Allen out. So I thought that was very interesting. That led to a match for him to have on Dynamite this week. Big match for him. We saw the Young Bucks pick up the victory over Bishamon, which um, was a match to see if Bishamon would get a title shot. And I think it's pretty cool to see them on TV like this, but the outcome I thought was very obvious. And overall, it was just a match to put the Young Bucks over. I would really like to see Godu come back to AEW for some like singles competition or something. I think that'd be pretty cool. After that backstage, Jonathan Gresham was with Lee Moriarty. They're taking on the Gates of Agony on Rampage this week. And he claimed that he's the best, even though without naming them, Claudio and Brian Danielson are regarded as the best. He They had like pictures flash on the screen instead of him. So... I don't know, maybe this will eventually lead to him being used on AEW uh, Dynamite as part of AEW as opposed to Ring of Honor. This is clearly just a Ring of Honor match for, or set up for uh, Death Before Dishonor, I think it is. Main event of Rampage saw Tony Storm pick up the victory over Nyla Rose. Marina Shafir got involved a bunch of times in this I don't know why Thunder Rosa wouldn't have run down sooner, but in the match, Tony Storm hit a, a very nice double DDT off the apron. I thought that was definitely the coolest spot of the night. And uh, overall, just picks up that victory over uh, Nyla Rose and leads to a tag team match on Ram- uh, Dynamite. AW Dynamite this week kicks off with Wardlow picking up the victory over Scorpio Sky in a street fight. To win the TNT Championship. To me this was lose-lose for both of them. Both of them needed this victory. I think American top team. um, It made no sense this was a street fight. Why were they not involved the whole match? They, they, They did get involved at one point. Wardlow takes them out. But that made no sense. The match I don't think was good. It was not a street fight. Not a good title run for Scorpio Sky. Sky defended it twice on Rampage, once against Kazarian, once against Dante Martin. And in between that, he did a six-person tag on on pay-per-view. How does that build up a championship? And once again, we thought we were going to have like this lengthy run for the TNT Championship. Hot potato. So now this, this purple and gold custom championship that that Scorpio Sky had I assume will be getting changed again for Wardlow after that Christian came out and he started to speak and stopped for no reason and it didn't make sense until Matt Hardy's music hit then Matt Hardy's basically said that Jungle Boy didn't deserve what happened to him and Christian started making fun of Jeff Hardy And everything that's wrong with Jeff Hardy. All of his issues. Bringing everything up. And he was like, you're making Jeff sound like the sober one. You turned a blind eye so that, to to Jeff's issues, so that you could have one last run. It led to a brawl. 
It made no sense. And AEW fans like instantly went on WWE for doing stuff like that with Jeff Hardy. But now it's acceptable. That makes absolutely no sense. After that backstage, Claudio and Jake Hager were were interviewed where they signed a contract or something that they'd have no physicality between the two of them. And then Hager basically just brought up that Claudio wasn't a champion in Ring of Honor. He wasn't a champion in, in WWE. And he won't be a champion in AEW. He's been a, a world champion in WWE. So we're going to see them two face off against each other. Um, looking forward to that match, I'll tell you that. Earlier in the night, we saw Mark Sterling and Tony Nese try to get signatures, specifically one from Keith Lee, to... Uh, get Swerve, I guess, off the roster since he's a snake. But we saw Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland pick up the victory over the Butcher and the Blade. The referee at one point just like stopped counting. Flat out stopped counting. Keith Lee ran in to, to Swerve when the Blade pulled him in front in, into the way. They eventually had to come back and picked up the victory. Team Taz came out afterwards and they yelled really good mic work from, from Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Sarks here. Young Bucks came out and proposed another three-way title match for the tag team titles next week. The fans chanting FTR so loudly. They're number one contenders according to the rankings. But instead of FTR, we get another triple threat. Later on in the show, FTR challenged the Briscoes for the next Ring of Honor TV show, uh, pay-per-view. So, Eddie Kingston was interviewed in the ring and he wanted to taste Chris Jericho's blood. Jericho backstage cuts him off and had Ty Conti slam Ruby, Ruby Soho's hand in a car door. Ruby literally walked into the car door. I thought that was really bad. But uh, Jericho, big wizard, showing up from the UK backstage in uh, in the United States. I thought that was funny. Uh, after that, they had a Dark Order segment with Negative One, Alex Reynolds, John Silver, Ten, Anna Jay, and Evil Uno. No Cole Cabana. Uh, big rumors circulating this week about Cole Cabana's contract status in AEW. I have no idea what's going on. I'm not an AEW uh, employee. But Evil Uno announced that the six of them are there to stay. And then QT Marshall cut this off, challenged Negative One to a match, and then Hangman finally came out, helped the Dark Order take QT Marshall out. Uh, It was just a nice little tribute segment in the hometown of Brody Lee to pay tribute to him. Um, After that, Roosh picked up the victory over Penta. And I was definitely excited for this match. I, I thought it was decent. Almas distracted the referee and Roosh was able to low blow Penta and then take his mask off before picking up the victory. So I'm assuming that maybe we're going to see a mask versus hair match between Roosh and Penta. Where Roosh, I guess, would lose his hair. After that, we saw the Gun Club and the Acclaim team up to take on and defeat Bear Country, Leon Ruff, and Fuego Del Sol. This was added, like, extremely last minute because uh, the TNT Championship didn't go to time limit. 
The Gun Club ends up taking the mic from Max Caster before he could do his rap. I thought the match was goofy. It was super short. The Gun Club stole the win from the acclaimed. I'm fine with that part. And then they argued afterwards, and it led to the guns attacking them. Billy rips them off and pops Max Caster. Hits Anthony Bowens with the Famouser. I was enjoying the team. I don't know why you would break up such a great pairing between all five of them. I thought that was disappointing, but we'll see. I guess they'll they'll go on to feud on Dark and Elevation or something, probably. I don't know. After that, uh, there's not really any follow-up to the All-Atlantic Championship on this episode either. I know Pac is defending the title overseas in two different companies so far. Instead of having the first title defense in AEW. I don't understand that. But this they just aired a promo about Miro coming for Malachi Black. Nothing with Pac. I don't know how that makes sense. Tag match after that. Tony Storm, Thunder Rosa. Thunderstorm picked up the victory over Nyla Rose and Marina Shafir. Who came out with umbrellas. That's like... Some of the goofiest things. That's, I mean, it was funny, but really goofy. But Marina Shafir knocked Thunder Rosa off the apron. And when Thunder Rosa tried to get back in, it distracted the referee so Nyla could hit Tony Storm with one of those umbrellas. The referee at one point counted to five for the illegal teammate. Match kept going. They just disregard the rules. He counted to five. DQ them. But they were able to pick up the victory. And Tony Storm, she lost a title shot against Thunder Rosa. She's right now the number one contender. These rankings are beyond goofy. Backstage, Jade Cargill was pissed off about what happened on Rampage with uh, Layla Gray. And Stokely brought her into the picture and said that they could have an interim baddie. If AEW could have an interim AEW championship, we could have an interim baddie. And the numbers don't hurt. And then Jade was like, if she messes up, this is on you. And she walked off. Main event saw Moxley pick up the victory over Brody King to retain that interim AEW championship. A big chunk of this match took place outside the ring. We saw Brody King choke Moxley out, but it was on the turnbuckle, so he had to let go. Moxley tries to choke him out. King reverses it. And then Moxley eventually chokes him out to end the match there. So I don't know if this was the greatest first defense of an interim championship. But I enjoyed the fact that Brody King got to be in that spot. And it was cool to see him main event an episode of Dynamite. Who will eventually take the the championship off John Moxley at this moment? I have absolutely no idea. Maybe he'll just hold on to it until CM Punk's back. But that's AEW Rampage and AEW Dynamite. Hey, Brandon, got any shoutouts? You guys, I'm listening to Brandon shoutouts. Oh well, gee, Eric, I don't think that's a great thing to do. Hey, respect my authority. The first shout-out goes to Table for Five. 
Instead of Table for Three, it was with the Bone Street crew. That was Undertaker, Rikishi, Godfather, Henry Godwin, and eventually it was Midian. Midian? Why did I say Midian? Yeah. Why Midian. That was weird. But uh, I thought it was pretty cool. They played dominoes during it. which It is should be noted that he's uh, fully clothed, too. They got their name. Yeah, and he showed up late. They started without him. Who does that? <laughs> they literally they're like they're they advertise table for a, a brand new special episode table for five with Midian blah 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 and then it's like maybe ten minutes or so left or five minutes left Midian shows up that had to have been so, a work no I don't think so they just I guess he was late to getting his uh, car there or some or some so then they would probably reschedule I mean they have all this stuff so planned out. No, I think it was like his car brought him to the wrong like the wrong time or something. I have no idea. I don't know. I don't buy it. Why, why would they rib him? That makes no sense. I don't know if what it was kind a of rib, rib is that. But it, well, uh, yeah, right, yeah. I would say check it out. It's on Peacock. Um, next shout out goes to Stranger Things. I held off from watching all the episodes until all the episodes were released for season yeah, four. That's uh, that's what I'm doing right now. And I think this might have been the best season. Wow. I think everything was so... I'm like, hooked. I think everything was put together so well, and it was just like... Like, the way that they were, like, intertwine each thing, I thought it was really mm-hmm. well done. But I'm not yeah. going to give any spoilers away. No, nah, it's definitely a great season, and... I mean, something that stood out to me, I'm only on episode five or six right now. I'm only on episode five or six of eight. Pfft. Wait, what or do you nine. mean? nine. I think it's nine. I thought that there's like a second part, no? Yeah, it came out. What was the, what, where did the first part Seven. of, and then what came out after that? Eight and nine. Oh, so it wasn't like a full, like six more episodes or anything. It was just two episodes. Yeah. Oh, but episode nine is two hours. Oh wow, two two and a half hours. Okay, so that's that's where I thought that there was like another five or six episodes after this. Okay, no, so I I'm think, on episode um, five or each season. Do they not have the same amount of episodes? I don't remember. The episodes are a little bit long, though. Like, each episode's about an hour, I think. Season 1 had 8, Season 2 had 9, Season 3 had 8, and now Season 4 had 7, and then 2, so 9. Alright, so I guess I'm pretty much almost done with it. And then Season Um, uh, 5 is the last one. I am going to say, though, it's not really a spoiler, but something that I popped at was a familiar name that was casted in this uh, season. I don't. I still have to look to see who he is, but Robert England is in it. Sound familiar to you or no? It's a big spoiler alert. What do you mean? Is it? <laughs> well, I don't think it is because I don't. I don't know who he is. Wait, where did you? Where did you see Robert England's name? Uh, on one of the episodes at the end. So then you saw him. I don't think his name was shown for any of the episodes except for the one he was in. Really? I'm pretty sure. I'll tell you afterwards. Okay, yeah, because I'm kind of curious who he was. But it's definitely giving me, like, Nightmare on Elm Street vibes the entire season, you know? 
Because when I when I saw his name, also I was like, "Oh, of course, that's him." I think I know who you're talking about, but I have to look at. I guess you could tell me off the air who. I kind of think I know now, but with that entire, just the sequencing of everything, it really gives me that sort of a vibe. And this season is totally more horror-ish compared to the previous seasons. Yeah. You know? Yeah, if you're on episode but, five, then you saw him in that episode. Okay. He's then in I, chapter I know, four. All right. Then I know, I know, uh, I know... I mean, I don't know who, if that's a spoiler, me saying I that, know, what episode he's in. but I know who or what he is. That came out in May, so that that part you should have already seen. Yeah, I know who <laughs> or what he is. I'm not um, going to say. And then or... my, my last shout-out, I was also able to watch the second season of The Flight Attendant, which I just think is such a good show. And according to Google, there might not be a third season, which sucks. I thought that there was just one season. Did it just just came out? Uh, I think it came out in May. Just came out. Either yeah, May or it, June. But um, it's on yeah, HBO Max. It stars it Kaylee Cuoco. One? No, there's two seasons. When was the, the first one? The first one the was The first in season May? was last year. Oh. That seemed like a really interesting show. I have no clue what it's about, but it seemed interesting. Yeah, Kaylee Cuoco's a, a flight attendant, and she wakes up next to a dead body. Yeah. So that's season one? Yeah. That came out in 2020, actually. November 2020. Oh, wow. Yeah. Can I ask a question about it? And then it, this or? came April 21st, 2022. Is it like a a secret agent kind of a TV show, or? Mm, no. In, yeah, on, seemed... on Wikipedia, it's described as a dark comedy, drama, mystery, thriller television series. Well, if that doesn't of, narrow it down. Based off of a novel. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, it's kind of like a, a spy sort of thing. It's like that thriller aspect to it. Okay. So no, I, I really definitely recommend it. With it. If you have HBO Max, I'm just based, say, Yeah, I'm just out. basing it off of the... Uh, off of the trailer that I saw. Yeah, I think it's a really good show. And I hope there's a third season. Mm-hmm. I really hope there's a third a third season. I just found out... Um, what's the other show with uh, the chick from How I Met Your Mother? Uh, it's on HBO Max as well. Oh. I think I just saw a commercial for that. HBO Max is coming up with a lot of good stuff recently. Right now I'm trying to right now I'm on season 3, about to start season 3 of Titans. That's which I, the DC gimmick or Yeah, the DC gimmick. That I I've become I it took me a while, but something else I got to watch after I get done with Stranger Things. I need to get to Netflix and watch uh Umbrella Academy. Yeah, that's what a lot of people say. Yeah, I have to see that new season. Um, but I found out that whatever show she's on, I think it's How to Love. Is that is that a thing? How to Love? I don't know. That doesn't sound right. Uh, made for Love. Oh. And it sucks because I, I thought it was a great show. Ray Romano's on it too. And it, mm. it literally ends on a cliffhanger. Well, I'm never going to know the end of it. That sucks. That's the dumbest thing. I saw I saw a funny clip the other day because one of the actors in Titans was in this TV show 
you'll remember it. And I think that it was definitely an underrated show, Blue Mountain State. Did it air on CW? I, there's no way I watched that show. I feel like he used to watch it. There's Blue no Mountain way. State. I think it was after like it was after SmackDown maybe or something. Yeah, there's no way I watched Blue Mountain State though. I think it was on like Spike. I was I not heard... I was not gonna be tuning into a football show. Yeah, it was on Spike. Ah, uh, so that's that's why I saw it. Okay. Yeah, one of the characters in Titans was on that TV show. From 2010 to 2011. Wow. Yeah. So. But yeah, those are my shout outs. Now it's time for our, our... Mark Out Moment of the right hour mark out moment of the week i gotta say right off the bat from against all odds last friday impact had that show and it was announced america's most wanted will be actually wrestling more specifically chris harris wrestled for the first time in years so i think that's pretty cool that's wild i was a big fan of america's most wanted so i think that's pretty cool to see him back in a ring um we were just talking about Stranger Things. I don't really know if this is a spoiler alert or not. So we'll we'll just say uh, anybody just fast forward. Like I or almost just, I almost don't want to say it, but like or just turn turn off the episode right now. We're at the end. It's okay. Turn it off. To me, it's not like a huge spoiler alert, but uh-huh. at some point during the season, you'll see a Hulk Hogan shirt. Yeah, or multiple I, Hulk Hogan shirts. So I heard I heard about that. So I thought I, that was pretty cool. Yeah, Sal told me about that. Sal? Sal! Also, um, uh, I didn't get to watch which... the episode we record on Thursday, but Chris Jericho was on uh, Impractical Jokers this week. So I think that's pretty cool that they that used him still for running? a guest spot. Yeah. Wow. W- without Joe, they, wow. they cut the, the segments shorter, and they have a guest spot, and the guest comes in between segments, and they, they film stuff, and then at the end of the show for the punishment, the, the guest is there. Oh, that's pretty cool. So Jericho is going to be involved in one of the punishments, I guess, today. Something that uh, you reminded me of, I totally marked out for, and spoiler, not really a spoiler. It's a spoiler, but I marked out for Jungle Boy playing in Stranger Things. Um, yeah. How do you say Jungle Boy? Wait, what is it? It's Tarzan Boy. Tarzan Boy. Well, thanks, Jungle Boy. Yeah, Tarzan Boy. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean I'm such a mark for that song, but I've been a fan of that song since it was in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I think it was like a um the second one. Yeah, this song sucks. I hate that song. I've always hated that song. No, it is a really no, catchy I've song. I've always hated that song. There used to be a website that you went to and it would yeah, play. It was it on a meme loop. website. That song is a meme. No, no, no. Like this was back in during like Hamster Dance. Yeah, the Hamster Dance is a meme. I don't know if you know that. All those are memes, early, early memes. Okay, obviously I need to catch up on my uh, my terminology. Um, something else I got to say, after Money in the Bank, it oh. came out on Twitter. Yes, I marked out for this. That Vince McMahon, Stephanie McMahon, Triple H, Pat McAfee, and Nick Khan showed up at the UFC event that was taking place, same city, just in time no. to see... What? Were you going to say something? Keep it going. <laughs> Just in time to see Israel Adesanya come out 
in full Undertaker gimmick, the hat, the the uh, the the lights, the the music, the smoke, and the the urn. That was awesome, and, and that kind of and that reminds me. Cormier was marking the hell out. <laughs> Meltzer, of course, went to Twitter right away to say that it wasn't the greatest entrance of all time. So that he had to have, of course, he had to say that. Yeah, but he that had to rem- make sure Cormier was wrong. But that also reminds me of my markout moment was something that was not on TLC. Uh, if for those that TLC, you... the network. Oh, sorry, uh, Money in the Bank. Uh, mm. For those who didn't see yes. the didn't UFC, you, yeah, it didn't even come up. Uh, Pat McAfee at UFC, he had a neck brace on. Well, that is because after Money in the Bank went off air, he was attacked by Baron Corbin. How amazing is that? That you have people leaving the arena, leaving, and then you continue a feud off the air to have Barry Corbin just attack Pat McAfee, who also signed an extension contract today. Yeah. So I totally marked out for that. And I'm that storyline of McAfee and Baron Corbin. It's awesome. Yeah. Especially cause um, Baron Corbin lived with Pat McAfee when they were both drafted to the Colts. Yeah, and uh, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, there's so much storyline. Like maybe he's gonna be like Pat McAfee costs him his shot at like the Colts. You know, I mean, obviously uh, Corbin got cut. He got signed again, I believe, and got cut, and then went to the. I think it was the Cardinals. Basically, went through the yeah. same thing. Arizona. Practice squad cut. Practice squad cut, and then went to NXT. Yeah. So, but that was I marked out for that big time. Also, I got to mention, it blew up on Twitter, John Crux singing Randy Orton's theme song while doing commentary during the uh, Phillies and Nationals game. Yeah. I think that was pretty funny, too. Yeah, for sure. Great find. Um, but yeah, that's that's episode 596. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow us on Twitter at MarkingOut, at BTTG161, also on Instagram at ChrisSweenDog, at DavidPTDBT, also on Instagram CM Sweeney 85 on Instagram for Chris at marking out 11 on Instagram and YouTube, facebook.com slash marking out marking out.com Spotify podcasts, Apple podcasts, Stitcher radio pro wrestling tees.com slash marking out at marking out on TikTok, And we wish you the, the, Of luck in your future endeavors. Have a fantastic week.